host, Harlan Nivens. Hi, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman show. Number one, Happy New Year. We are glad to be back with you. We're going to be bringing you the same inspiration that we have done uh, for the last couple of years. I guess I need to now go back and count all the years because it's been a couple of years now. Well, I'm so excited to be joined by my co-host, Latorla Jones. Latorla is the founder and creator of Flames of Passion Women's Event, uh, which is a women's event that we do every year. So I'm so glad that Latorla is, um, is back with us here in the new year. Uh, every Heart, Every Woman is a partner with Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can get all of the great information about Love Ministries as you go to their website. Just go to loveministriesbills.org. Well, um, we are so excited to have Latorla and I. We have as our guest today, Miss um, Kirsten Fellows. Hi, Kirsten. Welcome. Hello, 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 hello. Kirsten is one <laughs> of um, the young people, now young adult who um, has grown up, kind of always been in, in our orbit. I remember when Kirsten was like little, 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 um, when we were meeting in Love Ministries back over in um, Rhodes Terrace uh, in, the, in the building, if you remember that, Kirsten, and mm-hmm. uh, when we would have the, um, the Christmas parties, your parents would have to bring you all a couple of gifts to open because it was hard to understand why are uh, all the kids opening gifts and I don't have any gifts. So (laughs) your parents would bring gifts and we would call out uh, you and and your brother Jerome's name too. So you all could, could open gifts. So we have known all that to say, we've known Kirsten for a very, very, very long time. We're so excited to have you on the Every Heart, Every Woman show. Welcome and Happy New Year. Welcome. Happy New Year. I'm excited to be here as well. And thanks for, you know, inviting me on the show. A little nervous, but excited at the same time. So let Laurel use me. (laughs) Yes, that's right. The Lord will use you. No need to be nervous. We're just going to have a conversation like we do all the time. Um, nothing okay. special, nothing special, but we just have um, a couple of things that we would love for you. Us knowing your story and knowing a little bit about your story. We know that, that your life and your road um, and the story that your life tells really is an inspiration for others. So Latorla and I wanted to have a conversation with you and allow you just to share some things about your life that we know will um, uplift and help to guide others. Yes. Okay. So, so Kirsten, this is where, where we want to start, right? So we know that um, many times we see people maybe at the end of their journey or maybe at the top of where they have achieved success, right? Um, so mm-hmm. we want to um, know what you're doing currently, and then we're going to flash back um, to see a little bit about your world, your road to success and your journey. So tell us what you do now. I am a head assistant coach at LSUS in Shreveport. Um, that is the collegiate level. I coach women's basketball. So my job is to, you know, cheer on, coach the girls. I do like scouts. I do like film, show them play by play. I also do like expense reports. 
making sure the girls eat, making sure we're getting them in hotels. And I also do like, um, I have to check for like rentals. So when we go to like away games, I have to get rental vans and stuff like that. But overall, it's kind of stressful, but I love it because this is what I love to do. And I'm just very grateful and blessed that the Lord was able to, you know, because my original plan was to go overseas, but when I tore my ACL, it was just like, I mean, coaching is something I, I want to do. So I just thank the Lord for that to let me be able to stay in uh, the basketball environment. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So do you also, uh, I feel like I'm married to an ex-coach. Uh, my husband, Dr. Roosevelt Nivens, is, was a coach um, when I met mm -hmm. him. Do you feel like also a huge part of being a coach is um, actually walking with the young people as they, and so the big thing is, I, I feel like you have a lot of clout, um, would have a lot of clout with the young ladies because you've been there. And so mm -hmm. I feel like it would be easy for you to walk with them. So is that also a part of um, your coaching journey, really digging in with the young people, helping them to become great people? Yes, that is that also plays a big part. Uh, but sometimes they get frustrated with me. Sometimes I get frustrated with them because they be like, you're supposed to be on our side. You know, you was just with us. You was just, yes, I understand that. But now I understand things from a coach's point of view. So I'm, it's bigger than basketball. I'm trying to get y'all ready for life as well. Like mm -hmm. some of the things that y'all are doing, when y'all go to y'all job, y'all won't be able to do. Like y'all, some of y'all will be fired. Some of y'all will get sent home. Some of y'all will be depressed, stressed. Like I'm trying to get y'all prepared for that because it's more than basketball. The ball will stop dribbling one way or another. Like, you can't play basketball for the rest of your life. So that's what I try to prepare them for. And they they listen. They love taking my advice because I never sugarcoat with them. I'm always straight up and real with them. So they like that as well. So, I mean, it's very like a little sister, big sister type conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so Kirsten, let's let now that we know and you've given us, you know, kind of a snapshot of who you mm -hmm. are and what you're doing right now. Um, mm -hmm. Take us back to how you first started and like, you know, was school easy for you? What kind of adversity did you face when you were coming up? And 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 also, how did you realize that basketball was like your thing? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a mouthful. Um, so I'm gonna just start off by saying school wasn't that easy for me because I do have a learning disability, which is dyslexia, and it's hard for some students because we can't comprehend to things as I guess regular students or kids can. So it was always hard for me. I always need the extra help. And sometimes in college, some professors didn't give me the extra help. And it was just like, oh, I had to like study 10 times harder. And even when I did study 10 times harder, I still didn't understand. Like sometimes I didn't understand my tutors. And it was just so frustrating for me. And with basketball, correct? Mm -hmm. uh, like 
class started and how I knew that I loved basketball mm-hmm. is, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Maybe I just, I have no clue how I just fell in love with it. Ah, I'm losing my train of thought. Hold on, give me a sec. Okay. I think I fell in love with basketball. I'm not going to say the first time I picked up the ball because I don't even remember the first time I picked up the ball. Now, that would be a lie if I tell y'all that. Okay. I was probably about like three or four. I do not remember. Mm-hmm. But I fell in love with basketball when I played at X-Line. I was about six or five, and I played on an uh, all-boys team. And I realized that I was really good. Like, I'm out here competing with boys, and they can't guard me, and I can guard them, and it's easy for me to – go get a bucket, and that's when I just fell in love with the sport. And from that day, it was just like basketball, basketball, basketball. Like, that's all I did was eat, sleep, breathe, basketball. And now, um, I know going down the road, you talked – you said something about adversity, correct? Yes. So, ooh, the adversity that I faced, it just kept like piling up and piling up. So I could start with my freshman year in college. I uh, lost my cousin due to gun violence. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like a brother to me. We grew up together. I'm sorry if I get real emotional here. No, it's but okay. yes. Oh, you're good. So, um, hmm. it. so like, I kind of like, lost my faith a little bit but not a lot like I kind of didn't want to go to church and stuff like that because that was a very hard time for me Mm -hmm. and so and when I did that I started to lose myself and how I was coping with this was like I was I started smoking and I started drinking a lot and I know it was bad but it was like it was helping me because it was like God's not listening to me because, like, I just felt like he didn't care at the time. So I was losing myself. So then after that, um, I tore my ACL the next year. Well, partially tore my ACL the next year. And then I just stopped believing altogether in God. And I just fell into this completely dark place in, like, I was still smoking. I was still drinking. Even though I was still playing basketball, I wasn't performing how I was supposed to be performing. Like, I was also, like, getting into trouble. Like, you you guys know where boosting is, correct? I was, like, taking things from certain stores and coming back to the school and reselling them. I was, like, boosting and everything. And then to one day, I got mm-hmm. caught. I went to jail for it. And as I'm sitting in that jail cell, I'm like, I just threw my whole life away. Mm-hmm. And that's not where I broke down. My mom came and picked me up. And she was very disappointed. She was mad. And I understand that because 
she didn't know how I was feeling. She didn't know none of this stuff was going on because I always held this stuff inside. Like, I just lost my faith and I stopped believing in God. And when people used to have conversations about him, I'd be like, you know, whatever. Like, you know, he's he going to do what he want to do. And that's how I felt at the time. And then when my mom took me back to my uh, college, thank God I didn't get kicked off the team. But when my mom took me back to my college, um, she left. My friends were all there and they left the room. I broke down and I cried and I cried and I cried and I prayed. I didn't know what, what words to say, but I felt like God was like right there hearing me. He was like, I know you lost your way. Like, I'm here. Like, I'm here. Like, come back. Like, come back. Like, come back. That's all I kept feeling. Like, I didn't know what words to say. I just broke down. And I just started crying and, and crying and crying because all I was thinking in my head was like, I know I have to go to court. I know I might end up in jail for like, who knows, two years, three years. And that's something I don't want to do. But this is how good God is. Yeah. So I got to the court and the judge said, I know that you're in school. I know that you're playing sports. So Talk to your attorney about putting you in a program that gives you a second chance to like wipe everything off your um record. So I was like, okay, cool. I talked to my attorney. The deadline was two days ago. Mm. And then I barely made the age limit. Mm. So I got into the program when the deadline was two days ago. And so I just thank God for that because that could have went a whole different way. Like who who would have known where I would have been right now? So then after that, everything is going great. You think adversity is done. It's not done. So I'm now I got my faith back. I'm believing in God again after all that situation. I go to another school and the coach told me. You know, you won't be able to play. You can't work out with us. You can't do this and this and that with us. And I'm just sitting there like, like, what? Like, And this is because of your ACL? Yes. Okay. And so I'm like, I did all this hard work. I did this and I did that. And what? And I, I can't work out. I can't play. So now I'm depressed again. But I realized I can't fall back into that dark place because I remember what that dark place felt like. Yes. So then um, a coach here at LSUS Mm -hmm. called me and he said, hey, I want you to come play for me. I packed my things and he came and picked me up. And I came here and played and the rest is history that's how I'm the head coach I mean not the head the assistant coach here today because just by that one phone call and by him coming to pick me up like that that's it's like when you go through adversity it's not like it's not God putting you through adversity it's always Satan it's Satan putting you through adversity it's it's just Satan I feel like it's Satan putting through adversity because I feel like God is giving him permission to put you through adversity to see how you handle it and back then I handled it the wrong way but now I handle adversity with okay God like I know this not you 
but we're locked in. So I, I'm not going to change and I'm not going to switch up on you because it was something greater on the other side when I was going through adversity. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just thank God today. I mean, I hope I didn't say a mouthful. I probably left out some stuff, but I'm trying my best to like explain everything that went on that happened up to this point of where I am today. So, yeah. No, you did you did a good job um, in kind of giving us a glimpse of just how hard it was and the adversity that you faced. And you didn't say you were perfect. Like you made decisions and you realized that those decisions were the wrong decisions. But through all of that, you learned the lesson that God is faithful even when we're not. Right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And and God is walking. He's always walking with us. Um, I think in this new year, the Lord is always reminding me that he is my source. And a lot of times mm-hmm. we're looking at adversity. Number one, we want to know, I, at least me, I want to know what's the reason for it. What am I supposed to be, you know, learning? How do I get over this really quickly? But, mm-hmm. in, in, you know, real talk is we are supposed to keep our eyes on the Lord or, you know, our, our confidence is always in, in him. And so when adversity mm-hmm. comes, that's why a lot of times it makes us stronger and smarter and more equipped for whatever the Lord has for us next. Um, because we learn that number one, he really is with us when we're walking through these things, when we feel, when, if it is the valley of the shadow of death, you know, his presence is there and walking us through, um, leading us into greener pastures where we can have a place where we can sit down and we can rest and we can see his faithfulness and know these look around and look at all the stuff that he prepared for me when I can sit here and just rest and, and know that God is faithful and God is good. So thank you, Kirsten, for for sharing that with us. That, that, that was really powerful. You know, Carla, that reminds me of a story, um, in, uh, second Kings, first Kings, um, where it talks about Elijah and how, um, you know, he had, um, great success in, uh, being, uh, very, uh, pivotal, as far as a change with Israel going back to God. And then after that, Jezebel was like, I'm going to find you and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and and he just got so scared and he ran and he took himself far away from what God was, was saying to him. And he was in this place. And I, I think it was a depressive state. Um, mm-hmm. But in that, God provided for him and got him to a place where he could hear only the voice of God yeah. from, mm-hmm. from the 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 wind, through all the noise, the storm, all of that, he heard God's voice and it was a small, still voice. And really God was like, hey, I need you to get back on track and get back on purpose. Um, And to see and hear Kirsten's story and with the adversity and just the direction that she was headed and how God turned it around so that she could come back to him and hear his voice in a different way. um, So that now... Um, I, I believe, Kirsten, if I can say this for you, um, that you don't have a problem in hearing God's voice when it comes to uh, I'm going to stay on track or I'm not going to stay on track. <laughs> yep. Yep. I know. Because he will tug. He will tug at me. He'd be like, oh, you know, you're going the wrong way. Come over here. You you too busy over there. You need to bring your butt right back over here. <laughs> what you doing over there? Mm-hmm. I'll I be listening. I'm hearing <laughs> But sometimes it's like 
I'm young and I'm pretty sure it's it's other young females and males out here that you know y'all want to go do y'all own thing but sometimes y'all own thing just gonna end up to a bad place where you don't want to be so you have to just listen to that voice because it's so easy to do the wrong thing but it's not easy to do the right thing because I feel like we be so wrapped up to dang what are my friends gonna think about me that now that I just changed my life and I gave my life to Christ and I want to live right by Christ, like, what are they going to think of me? And sometimes we also sometimes get caught up in other people's blessings. We'd be looking like, dang, she, she already got this. She already got that. My God, I've been with you since day one. Like, where's my stuff at? Mm-hmm. So we have to just stay focused on him and just focus on, our like our relationship with him just him and us us two that's it you can't worry about nobody else so yeah so Kirsten how do how do you like right now today how do you define success for yourself Hmm. how do I define success for myself it's a real good question um I didn't have time to think about this. <laughs> I define success for myself as um in Jesus Christ. Kind of caught me off guard with this one. So um, in other words, what does that look like for you in your life? What does success look like for you? Okay. Uh, what does success look like to me? In your life, success looks like to me in my life um, right now, like present. That's mm-hmm. what success looks like to me. Like I've went through so much for him to bring me out and bring me to a place where he knew I would love. Yeah. Now my only thing is. I have to stay focused on him because sometimes I do get off track. I'm not perfect. I do get off track sometimes, but he always finds a way to bring me back. So that's, that's one of the main focus I have to do. I have to, I have to stay on it. I have to, I have to stay with him. And on top of that, I've started reading my Bible a little bit more this is why it's because I have a strategy strategy it's called uh the soap strategy so every day every day you'll pick up book and you'll read a chapter you'll read the whole chapter so uh I started with John so I read John uh chapter three verse and then you'll pick a verse out of the chapter that you like so the s stands for the scripture The O stands for, like, what you observe from the scripture. And Mm -hmm. then the A stands for, like, how can you apply it to your life? And then Mm -hmm. the P stands for um, prayer. So this is what it looked like. I mean, I got a little example. I don't know if you can see it or not. Oh, look at you. Okay. So I look forward to doing it every day because it helps me feel good. And it actually, like, he gives me answers to some of the things. And then... I showed it. I shared it with my best friend. Now she does it. 
I've shared it with one of my players. Now she does it, and they always, like, send me stuff, like, look at mine. You can read mine. I'd be like, oh, I like it, you know. That's, a, like, a good lesson that I just learned. So I spent about an hour doing this. So, Kirsten, wait a minute. You just <laughs> came up with – I'm sorry, y'all. My thing just fell off. Okay, so you just came up with a way to um, study the Bible? And apply yes. it to your apply life. Take some life. stuff out of it. Apply yes. it and then pray. Spend quiet time. Yes. 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 Thank so you. you did you make up S O A P? I got it off uh I had got it off of TikTok. They did theirs differently. So I was like, let me switch it and do it in my own little way. And so every day I pick up, I read for starters, I tell people to start off with the book of John. Mm-hmm. So that's what I tell them. So I started with the book of John. Sometimes I might roam off and go to other places. But yeah, I've I've been doing it. I've been fell in love with it. So I look forward to doing it every day with my quiet time. I spend like at least an hour and a half with my gospel music on, me reading my chapters and um, my phone on airplay mode. Like no distractions at all. None. And yeah, it really opens up my mind to things. But the thing about it is, before I start my lessons, I have to pray so I can understand what I'm reading. Because if I don't pray, sometimes I will not understand what I read. I was like, God, I am so confused. I don't know what you're saying. But yeah, it's a good and cooler strategy. I feel like um, new believers, even if you're not a new believer, we all can do this and it'd be so helpful for everyone. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. That That is success. You said you had a hard time answering that question, but that's how you view success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Nothing in, in my personal experience, nothing makes you um, more uh, attuned to the word of God and, um, and, and, and smart, like decisive, where you can see what's going on in front of you and you can understand God's perspective instead of just looking straight, you know, at what's going on. But, you know, nothing makes you ready for that. It's, that's for life, for life's challenges, for life's ups and downs, mm-hmm. then reading the reading the scripture. I think that's the best thing any anyone can do. So that is wonderful. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for sharing that with us. Um, let's talk really fast about Love Ministries. Love Ministries is the uh, nonprofit mm-hmm. that um, my parents started um, and it's gone. I don't even know how many years it's, it's been gone. Latorla, do you know? Okay, we're, we're caught oh. without the answer. We'll, we'll figure well, that I out. Was I think the last time we checked, Kirsten, well, I'm not going to ask Kirsten how old she is, but <laughs> I think it was um, more than 30 years. I'm 26, it's okay. More than 30. Um, Okay. So around 30 years or more than 30 years. And and Love Ministries has been pouring into young people, um, encouraging everyone in their educational endeavors, as well as it's really focused on spiritual guidance. And so, and and we think that those are the things that, that, you know, we need, like, we really need to focus on our education. We really need to graduate from high school, um, graduate from college, if possible, or graduate from some higher institution, if possible. And, and, uh, and then we need to know the Lord is our savior. 
And we need to know what that means. And so Love Ministries is focused on those areas. So Kirsten, really quickly, what has Love Ministry, how has Love Ministries helped you toward um, achieving success? Um, they helped me out a lot. Sister Jones as well. Like, um, she helped me like remember Bible verses because she always put them into songs and stuff like that. And I just be like, okay, I can remember it because I remember my mom be like, you sure can remember them songs, but you can't remember them Bible verses. I was like, oh my gosh, whatever. But yes, how Sister Jones used to put them in the songs. I used to love it. Um, she helped me when I was going off into college. Um, well, just love ministry. Let me not just say she. I know she's a part of love ministry, but love ministry helped me by um, sending me off to college, getting me things that I needed for college. And they really helped me out a lot. And it took a toll off my mom. So that, like, I was so grateful for that. Um, oh, it's a lot. Mm. What else? Not just college. Basketball. Mm-hmm. Through basketball as well. Uh, just supporting me, coming to games. Um, and they also helped me be helped me become the woman that I am today. Because if it wasn't for love ministry, who would know what I what I would have been doing right now? Like who would have known? Because just by love ministry teaching me about the word of God by helping me with school, by supporting me in uh, basketball, not just basketball, but other little events that I have, helping with the community, feeding the homeless and stuff like that. Like, who would have known? Like, that's what, like, God wants us to do. So Mm -hmm. it's like, Love Ministry was just there, like, guiding young teens, not just teenagers, um little kids and I know sometimes little kids don't understand but it's it's bigger than just oh we're coming to Baba study or we about to get gifts. It's it's way bigger than that. Like love ministry is love. That's why it's love ministry because it's nothing but love. It's nothing but positivity. Is it it's nothing but godly. So that's I really love it. Like I do. Yeah. And the retreat. I need to go back to the retreat. I have not been back to the retreat in I don't know how long. But yes, I need to go back to the retreat. I feel like that I should talk to the kids and show them like and just tell them my story mm-hmm. so they will know like they're not the only ones going through things. Yeah. And they can know like like how to handle adversity and handle certain things like yeah yes I'm a Christian yes it seems like I'm always happy all the time but at some point in times we do get down yeah like we're not perfect so just like I might can do it this year maybe yes. I don't know it's up to Susie Jones we we would love to have you I'm, I'm looking for the date in my phone so because right. it's still just <laughs> I can give it to you and look, it's recorded. Look, so Kirsten says she wants to come. So we're going to make that happen. We're going to make right. that happen for you. Right. right. I still delivered. I just signed my name. 
<laughs> you did. I love it. Right. We we can't pull that up. Um, because I think we just got a text about it maybe yesterday, right? Yes. So we, we can look we can look that up really fast. And um we can also let if it comes up on my phone, we can also let people know how how to sign up. So the retreat is an experience for um young young people 13 and up. And mm -hmm. it's May 19th through the 21st, um, 2023. And it is going to be in um at Mount Lebanon, Mount Lebanon Camp and Conference Center this year. And so mm -hmm. the way to sign up is you go to um, um uh, tree retreat dot org t r e e r e t r e a t dot org tree retreat dot org and i'm sure you can also get there by um going to love ministries builds um dot org as well and you can and can find a link to that so it's a really powerful impactful week uh weekend we go friday saturday and sunday and we have all of these um uh, activities and, and, you know, all kind of fun stuff as well as spiritual guidance, um, as well as just surrounding young people with love for the weekend. So young people, um, come and they come to have a great time and, and then they leave with this, uh, spiritual fire, um, with, within them and they're ready to, to go back to their, to their daily lives. So Kirsten, thank you. So thank you for bringing that up. So we could talk about the retreat because that is Ooh. coming up in May. And uh, thank you so much for your time. Um, will you. you, will you close us out by you kind you kind of, I feel like gave a message for young people as you were sharing, but will you close us out by just saying something, a word of encouragement to parents and yeah. youth leaders as they are leading their young people to success because parenting is not easy to be a young person growing up um, today. Mm -hmm. And it, but it's also not easy leading the young people through these ups and downs of their, of their lives. So um, give us a quick word for, of encouragement for parents. For parents, I'll say, listen to your, listen to your children, like understand them help them even though if they might not come to you just sit them down and have a conversation because sometimes that's all they need um mm -hmm. because i know sometimes uh today is it's hard times and we're going through hard times i mean we've been going through hard times and i feel like children really need their parents so if the parents can just sit and listen and just understand what the child is going through and just help them out because i'm pretty sure the parents went through it. I mean, they're already older. So it's like, just guide them in the right direction and just comfort them. So mm -hmm. they'll know like their love and they'll know that it's, it's something greater at the end of what's happening or what's going on. So that's, that's all I have for parents. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's really helpful. Um, it's really helpful to remember that, you know, we're, we're showing, um, God's love to our young people as, as they are growing up. So thank you so much for that, Kirsten. And um, we we as well define success as um, what you are living today. I mean, you faced a lot and you faced a lot with um, um, a lot of grace 
I remember you playing in college. I remember um, going to one of your games and I thought this is a picture of um, power under control because you, I mean, you, you played hard. Even when you were a young person at X9 playing with the boys, you played hard. And it was like, you could do a lot of things, but in order to um, win this particular game that you were in, when you were in college, it was like, it, you needed to make sure that everyone on the team was included. You were a team player. And so that's why I called it power under control. Um, maybe you could be the biggest star on, on the team, but it was more important that your whole team was functioning as a unit. And so um, you were scoring a lot of points and doing a lot of special things, but you were also making sure that everyone was uh, together and everyone was achieving success together. So um, we we define success as you know as as what we're looking at uh, with you right now. And so congratulations on achieving everything that you have achieved. And we're we're so grateful for you. We're in your corner. And we know that God has more for you and in, in for your life. So, uh, and thank you, Latorla, for uh, for being co-host. My name is Carla Nivens, host of Every Heart, Every Woman. We pray that you feel uplifted and blessed. We'll see you back here next time.